We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFP Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Troji, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92. You can follow me at Bill Troji and keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. Bill, welcome back. We, we talked on our last show about the Saban dominoes. We're going to continue to do that a little bit. Plus, there's some other news and notes that uh, have kicked off this this offseason. Yeah, I mean, like we talked about on our last podcast, I mean, it's just stunning how many dominoes have fallen since Nick Saban retired. And it's not just Power 5 to Power 5. It's Group of 5. I think the most, and we're going to talk about a couple of these coaches, the fact that Group of 5 coaches are taking assistant coach jobs at Power 5 schools and leaving those head coaches' job spots. We saw that last year, but, I mean, for a couple coaches to go to Alabama and leave a head coaching job, that's a little bit surprising because you aspire in this profession to become a head coach, and maybe that fast track is being an assistant at one of the major football factories now. Yeah, I really, yeah, I'm excited to talk about that. We're going to get into that, and it ties into my Trochi trivia question. I'm excited about this one. I think I'm going to stump you. If you get this one, man, I got to keep working here in the offseason. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, Mo Linguist, who is the Buffalo head coach, who is going to go to Alabama to be a co-defensive coordinator. Like you said, we'll get into that that discussion. Uh, Linguist is coming from Buffalo. Uh, and two of the three previous Buffalo head coaches were hired by Kansas, right? They became head coach at Kansas, Turner Gill and Lance Leipold. Okay. Who coached between those two guys? Uh, mm-hmm. do you, you know that one? I'm pretty sure. That, that's the yeah. question of uh, the, the, the coach between said Turner Lance Gill. Leipold and Turner Gill. Uh, he was a head coach for – Five seasons at Buffalo before he was let go. We'll see if you know the name of that Buffalo coach. I know, you know, you're a Mac guy. I'm a little worried that it might be up your alley, but uh, 
we'll see if you can you can name the the Buffalo coach between Leipold and Gill. You're confident? Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Pretty confident. Pretty confident. All right. Very good. So, all right. Well, let's get into uh, back into the, the dominoes, like you said. So, uh, Kalen DeBoer comes to Alabama and then he hires two sitting G5 head coaches to be co defensive coordinators. They're not even like just the defensive coordinator, they're co defensive coordinators. Uh, he got South Alabama head coach Kane uh, Womack and, like I said, Buffalo head coach Maurice Linguist. Uh, Linguist was uh, three years head coach uh, at Buffalo. Now, Womack is an interesting one because obviously he's got ties to Alabama. And DeBoer, you know, kind of needs to hire a staff that has some ties to the South, ties to Alabama. Womack seems to fit that bill. Um, were, were these two hires kind of surprising to you? We, we just touched on it a little bit. And then it does speak to an interesting trend of guys who are G5 head coaches who are uh, taking Power 5 coordinator jobs. Yeah, I mean – Kane in particular, I mean, I watched their bowl game. Good team. Like, just destroyed Eastern Michigan and had a fun offense. And he was seen in his last couple jobs as a high-riser type coach. And maybe that, like I said, maybe that is that path of getting more exposure is just being seen on the sidelines and on these SEC games as opposed to coaching in the Sun Belt. Um, Where 
you know, maybe this changes the way you take that path. And some of these group of five coaches will stay longer. You mentioned Buffalo and, uh, you know, that wasn't, I, I think for a guy like Lance Leopold, Leopold, for example, how, how many years did he spend there? Like five, he was there for like five years, but that was still a stepping stone from being an awesome, dominant division three head coach. Um, you know, some of these younger guys, maybe then both of those guys are young that you mentioned. Maybe this is how they see the path. Like I'm going to, and Tommy Reese tried that to be, where did he end up by the way? Did we decide where he ended up? In the um, aftermath of this, or is he just he may be looking for a job? So that's why, and he was up for the head. You go from potentially being Alabama's head coach, one of the candidates, to out of a job. I mean, I got to admit, I haven't seen if LSU has hired their offensive coordinator because that would be an, a logical landing spot to to join up right. again with Brian Kelly. Um, because LSU's OC went to Notre Dame, they have a spot, they have an open spot, I believe. Uh, for OC, I know he interviewed at Alabama, so <clears throat> that's kind of what I expect from Reese, but we'll see. Right. So, um, yeah. so yeah. So, so back to like, yeah, the, the G five they they brought they're making more money, and both of these guys saw Sean Lewis go from a head coach Kent State to one year's offensive coordinator at Colorado with Deion Sanders, and now head coach at San Diego State, which is a bigger school than Kent State. Would he have gotten the San Diego State job if he went eight and four at Kent, nine and three at Kent? Uh, maybe not, right? And the <laughs> even being demoted or whatever happened at Colorado halfway through the year still did not deter him and his op- his opportunity to to come on at San Diego State. So I do think. Especially, yeah, if these two guys do well and there's an opening and then, you know, their defense does great at Alabama, uh, I think they're, it's a viable path. And it leads me to this topic that I wanted to run by you in that looking at the 12-team playoff and the group of five, the best group of five team gets the 12 seed, right? And I'm worried that for the playoff's sake, like the continuing gap between or the SEC and Big Ten, but it just in general, power five, power four now, power four and group of five, how the 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 group of five is losing quality head coaches, Jason Candle, Toledo, in the running for the Ohio State offensive coordinator job. Apparently went to Bill O'Brien this morning. We'll talk about that in a minute. But again, what if what if Jason Candle goes to I mean that Toledo has done really well. They're the they could be in the running to be that G five team that makes that twelve seed. Uh, but they're losing their head coaches now, and like I think, especially look at this year, the twelve seed, the G, the top G five team, might not even be in the top twenty five. This year it was Liberty, right? And they uh-huh. didn't even beat a power five school the entire season. We could have a series of the next three, four, or five years where the 12 seed isn't even in the top 25. And that's, oh, that's not right. good for the playoff. No, it's not. And they'll eventually push the group of five out is what's going to happen. They'll say, why are these teams here? Right. Uh, and that's absolutely going to happen. So, like, I, I have conflicting feelings about this because, one, as a Mac graduate, yeah, your dream is, hey, Ohio University in that 12 seed, and we'll go watch them play Ole Miss and – 
get beat by 40. But <laughs> I think the difference is I always explain it this way. So if you're a Mac grad like I am, your standard of successes has always been pretty you're realistic. Like this is the first time they actually have a chance to win a national championship out of the Mac, like in football, like you have an actual chance to do it. And I just think, like you said, if you watch Oregon versus Liberty and we see a couple of these quarterfinals where it's 52 to nothing and 52 to three, is it worth it for that one Boise state moment? or Cincinnati moment, or Houston, they'll be good teams that pop up out of the group of five. Will they be good enough to win a playoff game? Probably not, but I'm trying to think. Off but the like top. since Cincinnati made it, but that was a few years ago. To me, it's just this it's trend changed. of having right. power five, a group of five coaches leave to be coordinators is not a good situation for a, the hope of a 12 seed upsetting a five seed. Well, and they're always going to move like, so the teams that did win out of the group five, they won New Year's Day six bowls. Houston, Tom Herman left. Uh, UCF, Scott Frost left. Cincinnati, Luke Fickle left. I Which mean, is like, fine once they do that. Right. When, you know what I mean? But they're leaving right. before they even do that. But, but like my, like, a, so back to my point. So Ohio University playing in a first round playoff game would be the win. When Ohio University goes to the NCAA tournament, I like expect them to win the first game and they've done it three times and they've gone to the sweet 16. And I think there's more of a chance for Ohio university to go to a final four than they are to win a college football playoff game. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just think that's the case. Now, if we have five years of blowouts and this trend that you're talking about continues, what's probably going to happen is the sec and the big 10 and the, maybe the ACC and the big 12 will probably try to lead a push to push the group of five out of the playoff. I could see that coming. Yeah. And then, you know, I kind of like the concept of, of that group of five team, but I want them to at least be in ranked in the top 20 or whatever. And maybe, maybe that's the first step before they totally kick them out. It's like, all right, group of five, as long as you're in the top 20, you can have that 12 seed. If there's no one in the top 20, then we're just going to the next at large. I don't know. Right. That could be like a, a compromise step before like totally excluding uh, the group of five. So we'll see. But anyway, um, yeah. So speaking of uh, Bill O'Brien, let's just jump into that. He It wasn't Jason Candle, Candle uh, at Toledo. It's Bill O'Brien coming from the Patriots. I guess uh, Jared, Jared Mayo for the Pats is uh, – looking somewhere else for his new offensive coordinator. Uh, Ryan Day uh, scoops him up. Bill O'Brien is as big a offensive coordinator name. You know, I mean, everyone knows his resume. He's been with the Patriots. He was a head coach of the Houston Texans, made the playoffs multiple times. He was head coach at Penn State. He was offensive coordinator for Nick Saban at Alabama. Uh, we were talking off air. This is a big name, big hire for Ryan Day. Yeah, and this was another step in Ohio State's offseason. I mean, they've had a very Empire Strikes Back offseason after watching Michigan win a national title. You know, they've all the defensive guys came back. Uh, Quinshaw Judkins, you add him and Will Howard. So you got new quarterback, new running back. Travion came back. So now you add Bill O'Brien to the mix. And, you know, the big question is going to be, does this mean Ryan Day's not calling plays? 
or or he's going to farm some of that out. I mean, I don't see Bill O'Brien coming to Ohio State and not having Calling plays. That would be hard right. to believe. <laughs> no, yeah, like very hard to believe. So, but you know, there was Jason Candle was mentioned, which would have been we just talked about that a little bit. The having a very successful coach at Toledo, be an offensive coordinator, would have been very eye opening. But instead, you grab Bill O'Brien, and again. So all of these moves are great for Ohio State uh, it, on paper right now. You know, they're going to be ranked in the top three. They'll be ranked ahead of Michigan. They'll be they'll probably, you know, again, if we were redoing our top 25, I would have them two or three. Uh, you know, Georgia, Texas, Ohio State. That's your top three teams going into next year. Also amplifies the pressure because if this doesn't work, um, <laughs> I mean, it, it – it, if this doesn't work for Ryan Day, then yeah, his job security will be in question. If they go nine and three and lose to Michigan and Oregon, yeah. and yeah, it would be bad. And Bill O'Brien is, you know, a very polarizing offensive coordinator. I mean, he and on one hand, yeah, coaching waiting. Yeah, he's had a lot of success, but he's also, <laughs> I mean, depending on which Patriots or Alabama fan or which Texans fan you ask. You know, you may get a different answer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you have an NFL head coach who's been in the playoffs on your staff, it's you, know, you got to be pretty confident in yourself uh, to bring that guy aboard. You know what I mean? So good for Ryan Day in that respect. But uh, yeah, I think the pendulum has swung with all the Michigan departures, potential Harbaugh departure, and all the guys coming back from Ohio State. Um, and then they got the quarterback. Uh, hopefully, that they're hoping that the quarterback upgrade in Will Howard. Uh, that uh, the Ohio State is is now back on top of Michigan. We'll see. It's been Michigan for the last three years. So um, now the the Big Ten race becomes interesting. I do think Ohio State elevates over Michigan. What I'm trying to think about is Oregon and where they fit in the top three. I think those are the top three teams in the Big Ten. Uh, I think you would lean Ohio State over Michigan at this point. I mean, sorry, Ohio State over Oregon at this point. Yeah, but close, coin flip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Oregon's got a lot coming back too, and they have a system they believe in, and they, you know, they have a better answer at quarterback. I think if Dylan Gabriel stays healthy, Mm -hmm. then then Will Howard, but um, they they have a lot of talent, and they're coming into the Big Ten ready to go. So I think it's pretty close between those two. And I don't think Michigan, 
I, I want to know who their quarterback is right now, if they're going to go into the transfer portal and get a veteran. But I think they they have some options with Alex Orgy, with freshman Jaden Davis. I could see them maybe trying that. Or, uh, you know, Jack Tuttle's trying to get a seventh year of eligibility. We talked about quarterbacks with a lot of eligibility. He was Chris Olave's quarterback in high school. And he might be their starter next year. So uh, that's wild. Um, but, yeah, I, I would stack them up. Ohio State, Oregon, one, two, Michigan, three, and then go from there. Yeah, I just looked it up. It is uh, Oregon at Ohio State next year. I was wondering if those two are playing um, in Columbus. So I'm sure you'll be at that game. Uh, last time Oregon visited, yep. they came away with a W. So that's going to be really fun to get ready for. So, yeah, so Bill O'Brien fills a big hole uh, at Ohio State. And they, like you said, what does that mean for Heartline? What do you think? I mean, it's just like, is it demotion? Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure he'll be the passing game coordinator and still a receivers coach, um, especially with that receiver room that he's been able to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, it, it Bill O'Brien, I mean, he's – coached at Alabama so I would say he's gonna he, how will we handle Ohio State well he's coached Tom Brady and he's coached Penn State and and he's coached Alabama so I mean I'm not worried about that end of it I'm just if it works great if it works great for all parties involved if it doesn't I mean there'll be even more fallout here in Columbus so yeah it's definitely got that all-in year feel to it for Ohio State like you would say national championship or bust but at programs like that it's it should be like that every year right like Alabama, who right. is fighting the transfer portal right now. We we touched on it briefly last show, but I just wanted to kind of go through. I think we haven't mentioned it. You know, Caden Proctor, the freshman starting left tackle, uh, entered the transfer portal, which I didn't think he had a great season last year. But he's only a freshman, and eventually he's going to be an NFL draft pick. So that is going to hurt Alabama. Caleb Downs, of course, we had him second team All-American on our Sporting News All-America team. Uh, he is in the transfer portal. That looks like an Ohio State-Georgia battle. He's from Georgia. I think Georgia's the favorite. I don't know if you've heard anything different, but that's, you know, if you're transferring from Alabama and you're already an All-American, uh, the pool is pretty small. And it, well, I wasn't surprised to read Ohio State and Georgia are, are battling for him. No, um, you know, obviously he's a really good player. I, I love He's one of my favorite players in college football last year, and that's probably the biggest loss so far for Alabama, especially if he goes to Georgia. This close to getting an interception at the Rose Bowl, too. This close. Right. Yeah, well, (laughs) I mean, you know, that would have been huge. But he made plays. um, You know, obviously his brother plays in the NFL, had a really good uh, season with the Colts, and he just makes plays in the secondary. You throw him in Georgia's defense, you throw him in Ohio State's defense, it would have – some some interesting ripple effects with what Jim Knowles brings back, and namely, maybe they bump Sonny Styles down and have him play linebacker a little bit. But I do think he'll end up at Georgia, and it just gives Kirby another nasty piece. And it'd be tough for Alabama fans to look at because he's going to make plays for the next two years. Right. And of course, they lost Isaiah Bond uh, to Texas A&M, I believe. Right. Yes. So he made some big plays in the SEC championship game. Of course, he won the Auburn game with that uh, grave digger pass on fourth and 31. So, yeah. So Alabama, you know, we talk about national championship or bust. I don't know. I think I hope DeBoer, you know, 
they let him grow into the job just a little bit with considering all the talent drain that has happened once Nick Saban retired. And obviously it's, none of that is, is his fault. I uh, got to give him a little time to, to bounce back because, you know, as people have said, a lot of people have said, and I think I agree. If you rank Saban's 17 teams at Alabama, this one was in the teams near the bottom for sure. near the bottom. And they just had a bunch of guys transfer. So to expect Kalen DeBoer to come in and go 12 and 0 or 12 and one or whatever, it's a little bit much, you know? So I think hopefully people recognize that I like DeBoer. I think he's a good coach. He's shown that he can win. Uh, You know, even if he loses a couple games first year, let's not have a meltdown in Tuscaloosa. So uh, one other thing I wanted to, touch on before we get out of here is a story you're working on uh, for sportingnews.com about the helmet communication. There were a few bowls uh, that uh, experimented with the uh, coach to quarterback uh, communication. I don't know if it was on defense too or not. You might, you might know that researching the story, but um, bowl games offered uh, the option uh, both coaches had to agree. Yes, let's try it. We want to experiment with it. There was about at, at least three bowls I know of uh, where they they put it into practice. Uh, this course is coming off the Connor Stallions uh, sign stealing thing, and how everybody's you know looking at those boards, looking at three people uh, signaling at the same time in order to keep these hurry up offenses that they like to run now, so they don't have to huddle, they don't have to send a play in from the sideline. Um, and you know the NFL has had it for years. Uh, the Connor Stallions scandal really brought it to the forefront that we need to just go helmet to helmet. A lot of people are saying, you know, just do the radio communication that will eliminate a lot of shenanigans and things like that. You talked to some coaches that that participated. Uh, what what did they have to say? What do you what were your takeaways from from those conversations? Yeah, they liked the tablets for sure. They they definitely did that. We spoke with Mike Loxley, Chip Lindsay, um, Neil Brown. They're in favor. Uh, what 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 when you say tablets what do you mean what what were that the the tablets the, like an ipad the the thing on the sideline where they can look at plays like they do in the nfl like so they, the tablets were not allowed on sidelines no this year they are not allowed no that's why I like again bill like this whole side so it, that's thing. two different things to me is a tablet and then also the radio yeah, communication. those that's, are allowed okay. they, they were okay. allowed like this is why we college football is jv football to me because they use tablets on high school sidelines. That's that's the one that they said was huge. So why are we not using those if high school's ours? Because they can look at a series and see, like Mike Loxley, they, they wanted to talk more about those than they did the communication part. Because okay. for Loxley, yeah, they said, will this end some sign stealing? Yeah. Uh, but they also said, like, for huddle, no huddle teams – receivers will still get the signal in because they're not, not, if you're not huddling, the receivers will get a signal from the sideline or from the quarterback. And the thing that they also said that we'll get into is there's not a, there wasn't a cutoff time like there is in the NFL and there were multiple guys with helmets. So what they're hoping for is, you know, something similar to the NFL quarterback defensive signal caller with a helmet. You can use tablets on the sideline and, it will cut down on sign stealing. But Mike Loxley said, you know, that's still going to happen. Teams are still going to steal signs and teams are still going to take the TV cut and try to sync TV with 
um, you know, the, the whatever signals that they're trying to steal. And that's going to happen. They probably won't take it as far as Michigan allegedly did, but um, yeah. So like L- Loxley was in the music city bowl and they played Auburn. Correct. Right. Okay. And he said they Auburn agreed to do it. And they, you know, there was some trial and error with it in terms of, but when he said, as you got in the heat of the game, you were relying on it less and less because you're just trained to do it the other way. But with a full off season, yeah, if you can talk to the quarterback, then we're playing grown up football. And I know you and I had very different viewpoints of the whole sign stealing thing. I thought it's, I thought it was an overblown, ridiculous story, like in general, <laughs> because if our rules are set up that we have to play football this way, don't act surprised if something like that happens. Now you put communication in the heads headsets. If you put tablets on the sideline and we're using technology to help football and playing this game closer to the NFL, or in this case, playing it closer to high school football, <laughs> if they're using it, like I think it's absurd that this talent, this technology is not used. Um, one thing they did say though, you know, with the radios, yeah, North Carolina leased those for the bowl game. So there's a lot. It's not just as simple as, hey, put a radio in the helmet. There's a lot more to it than that. And uh, we, we got into that with coaches. But overall, yeah, they love the tablets. They love the communication. They think it'll cut down on sign stealing. And So you I said think- there, were, there were multiple helmets that had a radio? Communication yeah, I don't want to give away the don't want to give away the whole story here, Bill. They got to we got to make people click on these things. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean they had multiple. So and and you said the quarterback is let's say the quarterback's talking to the offensive coordinator. They didn't cut it off. He could talk to him right up to the snap. Yeah, that's why they didn't they didn't like that. They, yeah. they well they don't like that. They they said you tried not to because as Mike Loxley put it, it's a little bit too much like a video game at that point where you could just be like, hey, throw it to thirteen. Right before the snap. So, um, and that's, so that's yeah. going to throw the quarterback off, I would think. You know what I mean? It's like, holy, yeah, man, so, you're getting instructions right up to the snap. Like, I think that would bother me if I was a quarterback. And that's what they said like, a cutoff will probably be needed. And, you know, it's experimentation and it's moving the game toward, you know, not JV football, as I would put it. And, yeah. and again, I think it'll be good. And the story was fun. It'll be fun to write. I've got, yeah, I'm excited know, for it. Yeah. Very good. Cool. All right. So yeah, that we'll publish that next week uh, and we'll get some, some good stuff on that. All right. Back to the trivia question. Uh, we're going to try to name uh, the Buffalo coach that was between Lance Leipold, who went to Kansas and Turner Gill, who went to Kansas, uh, who was their coach in between uh, for five seasons before he was let go. Hey, you just don't know that I pay attention to when OU plays Buffalo because I'm okay. still mad they beat us our senior year. Um, uh, Jeff Quinn. Jeff Quinn. Then he went on to Notre Dame, I think. He did. He was with Brian Kelly at Central Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then when Kelly took the Cincinnati job, he was the interim coach for Central Michigan. And then he went with him to Cincinnati. And then when Kelly took the Notre Dame job, he was the interim coach for the bowl game at Cincinnati. So he had two, two, uh, two games on his resume as, as quote unquote head coach uh, before Buffalo hired him, uh, was there for five years, went to a bowl game his fourth year, was let go halfway through his fifth, and then rejoined Brian Kelly at Notre Dame from 2015 to 2021 after that. So yep. cool. 
Yep. So we got that one right. Um, yeah, baby. Mac football. Stay away from Mac trivia questions. I'm going to get those every time. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, that was a good show. Thank you to everyone for listening to the CFP Nation All America podcast. Brought to you by Twisted Tea on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you soon. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.